does that mean that we're that we're starting? Yeah, we're starting. Is that what that is that like some some industry lingo about like when you when you get you get going? Like like rolling like 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 we're in a car and the wheels are turning. So like 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 the wheels are rolling and like the cars are moving and we're we're in that car and we're or so this is like a train. Like ah, we're rolling. Yeah, and we're speeding. Ah. Like where we're rocking and rolling. Mm -hmm. Like I'm Mick Jagger and my feet are fucked up. Do you have the moves? That's a culturally it's a it's a, it's a, it's a cultural touchstone is Mick Jagger's feet. Really? Um yeah. Yeah, they're really fucked up. You gotta know more about pop culture, Nick. What's wrong with this feet? Why are they so messed up? Have you never God Nick. <laughs> Nick, have Have you ever Ever seen me Do you just have old man feet? Yeah. That's fine. Like. Oh, uh, you know what? I fucked up. It's Steven Tyler who has bad feet. <laughs> this is it's it's worse when man. I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> I mean, they're. Both, we got we got to cut all that out. They're both pretty easy to confuse. Have you never? This is what Steven Tyler's feet look like. Why do they look like that? Cause his feet are fucked up. Is it like a? Was he born with that? Dude, who needs that that toe? That toe's always resting on his other toe. Whatever. This is not a podcast about toes. This is a podcast about video games. Particularly video games that we tell you to play, and then we play, and then we talk about them. It's like a book club, but instead of books, it's for games. I feel like I don't need to describe that anymore in case anyone's listening for the first time. I'm Joey, and this is Garbage Game Club. And I'm Nick. And all of the games, contrary to what you might think from the name, are not garbage per se. No, That's garbage just a, is just our brand. It's just a clever name for our show. That's yeah. all. But we will be deciding today if Luigi's Mansion 3 is garbage or not. It blows my mind that Luigi's Mansion 3 is like number 3 because I forget that like the 3DS game is a thing because <laughs> they, they also didn't like number Dark Moon 2. It's just like Yeah, it's just Luigi's it's just, Mansion Dark Moon. Yes, yeah, so like it doesn't it didn't feel like a two, I guess, but now this is a three. This feels like this feels to me like the proper sequel to Luigi's Mansion. Well, like you, you could have called this Luigi's Mansion two, and I don't think too many people would have been that up in arms about it. I mean, that's the thing. I never played Dark Moon, and originally I was like, oh, I'm gonna play that one day. But then when I saw what the game was, in that it's just a series of different houses that you go to. It's like it's disconnected levels, right? Yeah, it's it's all disconnected, and it's not really like. It seems like a lot of the levels really just stand alone as their own individual thing. And, like, you just run to a new adventure every time. And that's something that I didn't really... That's not what drew me into the original Luigi's Mansion. The thing that, when I first played Luigi's Mansion on the GameCube, the thing that really brought me into the game was the idea that the entire mansion is this cohesive, single environment that you are backtracking to and fro from in a way that feels smart it feels respectful of your time the original game could be finished in like what six hours it's about six hours yeah it's pretty short and there's not really like a lot of backtracking in that oh you have to go from one side of the mansion to the other it's more so you are wandering through the hub of like the mansion lobby and taking the stairs but like it never felt like a pain in the ass man and let me tell you something i love hubs oh a good hub a good hub nothing quite like it especially I, in a mario adjacent game yeah mario 64 peach's castle 
I don't know, Delfino Plaza. Delfino Plaza. You got your your um, Mario Galaxy ship thing. No, it's not a hub. <laughs> That's not a hub at all. What about Mario Odyssey? No! I miss hubs. Why did they get rid I of hubs? I love hubs. Why are hubs gone? I love a good hub. Why'd they get rid of them? Hub should, hub's like my new word for like, uh, you know, hey, I want a good, uh, you want to you know, you you get a hub? How do you feel about a hub later? And that was the thing that really had me excited about Luigi's Mansion 3 because it felt like, oh, when the game quickly introduces that, hey, Mario and Luigi and Princess Peach with Toad are on a vacation, Luigi's just tagging along on Mario and Peach's vacay, and it establishes that after they get kidnapped, you are going to be spending a lot of time in the lobby of the hotel because that's where the elevator is. Mm -hmm. And the thing that, unlike the previous two Luigi's mansions, you are now in a hotel. So, a little misleading. Not, not a mansion. mansion. The game it's is fine. I get it. Why not call it Luigi's Hotel? Uh, that that seems problematic from from a marketing standpoint. Like people I, know know the mansion franchise. I'd be intrigued. I'd be intrigued. Mm. Or Luigi's Mansion colon hotel. Luigi's Mansion colon not a mansion. Yeah. Or is the hotel just a big mansion? What if the what if one person lived in the hotel? Then it could be a mansion. I guess when it's that old, I guess you could kind of see it as as a, a mansion. But like, if it's something that's that old, then why would it have an elevator? I was excited for Luigi's Mansion Three. I was very excited for it. That was the thing that when they had their E3 presentation, I was like, "Hell yes, I'm excited for Luigi's Mansion Three because I love the first one so much." It's like one of those things you don't expect, you know? Like we're conditioned that we're gonna get a Mario game, we're gonna get a Zelda game. There's a period of time where we used to get Metroid games, but like Luigi's Mansion isn't like a wow, it's coming. But now I guess it's back in that world, you know, a game that we probably will get every eight, seven, or eight years, like a, like an Animal Crossing or something. You can just add it to the rotation. Yeah. Um, I I have fond memories of the first Luigi's Mansion. Again, I didn't really play Dark Moon, so the third one was I I wasn't, you know extremely excited. I was excited, but I wasn't like top tier like, oh shit, it's a Mario game. It, it was just excited. It was like an adventure game as opposed to a platformer. It's like I see the trailer and I know I'm gonna play it, but not like, oh man, I can't wait. Like, it just came. It came and I was happy that it came and then I actually got to playing it right away, mostly because I just had, I happened to have the free time at, at that point in time. I know that you... Actually, didn't buy. A I'm gonna dox Nick. Nick. Nick played on my copy. He played on my Switch. There's a oh. profile on my Switch now that says Nick because he played Luigi's Mansion. You gonna delete that profile? No, I figured that you would probably. It would, I figured it would probably be useful for other stuff. You gotta play Snake Pass. Yeah. Fuck. I'm Cut that out. I'm I'm playing that <coughs> on my Xbox. Oh, that'll be a future Xbox game. Game Pass. I'm playing it in 4K. 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 Um, when we saw trailers for Luigi's Mansion 3, the thing that had me most excited outside of, of course, just being very cute because the original game oozed with charm. I think it really instilled the idea of the internet's current perception of Luigi. Luigi as a little bit of a coward. A little bit of a doofus. A little bit of a doofus, but like his heart's in the right place. Like he could, a little silly. He could leave that hotel at any point in the game, like really, because there is a point where the hotel lobby's like, you technically, like, there's no ghost guarding it anymore. But Luigi stays because he wants to save his brother. Because he loves his brother. He loves his brother, and he loves his friends. And, and that was the thing that really sold me in the first game is Mario, no personality. Luigi, 
He's got personality. Yeah, and it's, it's 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 just from the inflection of his voice. But in addition to that, we also have the diorama-like design of the the first game, where everything feels like there's so many secrets, like secrets in a way of like, oh, there's like coins hidden here. Like it feels like the worlds are interactive in a way that most Mario games are not. Yeah, and like they're smaller, they're more intricately detailed. Because like Mario has like, you know, just more square footage to work with because of the way Mario games work. You need to be able to bounce and and, and jump around. Where Luigi's Mansion is, it's a little slower. It's a little more methodical. You're not really moving fast. You're not really jumping around. There's like some light puzzling, but it's never like doing a triple jump, backflip, wall kick. You yeah, know, it's something you usually can solve. Like if you just think about it. For, for long enough. You, it's it's never a skill-based thing, and I feel like few things in Luigi's Mansion, at least the original game, boiled down to skill-based stuff, um, which was interesting because back then, I, I didn't think I would have gravitated towards something that didn't require some level of skill. But, like, I was still into it, so that's a good thing, I guess. I was into Luigi's Mansion 3, but if you're talking about skill... <laughs> They really take the skill that you need to play this game, and uh, if there's a knob and it was set to, like, what, medium before, they turn it so far towards the, the no skill required that it actually, like, rotates all the way around the dial a couple of times. Like, it starts spinning like a comedy clock. I think I died once on purpose just to see what would happen. Yeah. I was just curious what like what the animation is like is Luigi gonna fucking die <laughs> like what does that look like and it's just it's Poochie or whatever the ghost version of Poochie is called because I had the, the little token that resurrects you the golden bone which you can buy with money yeah and he he, he licks Luigi's dead face and Luigi comes back he, he snaps out of his death stupor so yeah the game is very easy game is very easy the game is set up um, you know, the, Luigi has his vacuum. He's in this hotel. Your poltergust. You got EGAD there. Yeah, you have to get help EGAD set up a lab in the parking lot. You realize the elevator is going to be like a core part of this game really early because the uh, basically every floor on this hotel is a level. Mm -hmm. And you realize that right away when you get to the elevator that only has a couple buttons and there's like, you know, missing spots for where all the other buttons go. Yeah. And you can you can see right away, like you can count the buttons, you know that there's, you know, X amount of levels because you can see them there, you just can't access them yet. It's what, 17? I don't know. It's like 16 or 17. Um, but, but yeah, that, that's the thing that, the thing, like, you know, you, you if you're listening to this for the first time, you might not know this about me, but I love metroidvania games i love games that tease possibilities that are just slightly out of reach for the player but something that you know like i'm gonna come back for this and i'm gonna get that once i have the ability to and I, when i first wandered through the hotel lobby and i you know you you run around the elevator shaft was that after the party th yeah that's that's after the the, the party and, <laughs> yeah <laughs> so sorry yes. <laughs> you wander around and you see you see a lot of things that are barely out of reach treasures you're like oh i can't wait to come back and and get these items it's gonna be fun it's gonna be fun it's gonna be a good time and the thing that i discovered as i made my way through luigi's mansion 3 is i had not only 
no interest in returning to areas where I knew I could get something that I previously couldn't. But the game doesn't really give you a reason to. Hey, you want some more money? <laughs> it's like, no, I've got I've thousands of dollars. Like, I, I don't know what I need for... And money, like, you don't really spend money in this game either. Like, it, it's the, all optional. The game has, like, some light collectible elements to make you go back if you want to, like, you know, be a completionist. There, there, there is this, uh, you know, every level has, what, five gems you can collect. Yeah. And then also there's a bunch of booze hidden around, like the original Luigi's Mansion. I, I found one and I was like, oh, I'm excited to hunt down these booze. I didn't do any single one of them because I just didn't care. I did one, the the one that like it was like. I would have if the game would have rewarded it. If you would have been like, I'm gonna upgrade it, your poltergust. It rewards it at the end of the game when you see your your, your score rank, and your rank at the end. Based That's, on your mon the amount of money. Yeah, it's um. The way that Luigi's Mansion kind of rewards you is not great because even, you know, getting money you just do by randomly sucking stuff up. So you can get more money by doing challenges. Not challenges, but like just going above and beyond sucking or finding everything. secrets. You just suck all the things. It it feels like I'm on a I'm on a very straightforward linear tour. Like I'm on the, the people mover, I'm on the escalator, and I'm just playing the game and there isn't really a lot of reward like you said for you to for you to deviate from that core path so and i also didn't and i think that's also because i got to a point in the game <laughs> where i just wanted to finish the game so i was just plowing through it it was like i got my coffee i got my headlights on it's full steam ahead we're just gonna we're gonna get to our destination we're gonna park turn the car off and like breathe a sigh of relief that's that's how i started to feel about luigi's mansion and i feel like that like saying that might have an inherently negative vibe when i don't want this to be like a negative review per se or however you like sort these garbage game clubs in your head like like versus dislike luigi's mansion for me is a lot more like in that murky gray middle where the personality we were talking about was a lot of fun. The, the the ideas that are behind the game, a lot of fun. But eventually I just got to that point where I didn't care about the Metroidvania elements. I didn't care about like what was gonna happen. I just wanted to finish. I think this game would be a lot stronger if it was two-thirds as long. I think make it ten floors... No backtracking because the, the, the biggest thing, the, the thing that I look back on my time and not even just in hindsight, but like during my time with the game, the, the biggest thing that I learned from Luigi's Mansion 3 is that unlike the original Luigi's Mansion 3 simply just doesn't respect your time at all yeah you, you know if you say you'd have it as 10 levels just kind of more linear then how is that very much different from dark moon where everything is is its own individual level well, I, and i think that's fine like now knowing what i know with luigi's mansion 3 is i think i prefer something that never has me retread old ground for no reason at all other than to artificially inflate the game i'm talking of course about the infamous moment. And I was like, maybe I'm an outlier here. Do maybe other people not hate this as much as me? Did you look this up? Yeah, everyone hates this part that part of the game. It's when you're you're getting ready to insert your next elevator button, and then a ghost cat comes out and steals the button 
and goes down to the previous floor and makes you travel back down to the floor you've already been. So all of the challenges have been conquered already. You've literally been in the world already, so there's nothing new to find. And since the game doesn't reward you with any unlockables, it really is simply just you retracing your steps beat for beat with no other reason other than, hey, this thing is artificially preventing me from ascending any higher it just like added an hour onto the game that was frustrating the the, the cat part was so frustrating well e each cat part i'd say will probably take you like 30 minutes to each because this happens twice in the game where oh gonna go to the next level lol just kidding you gotta go find the button again times. what it happens three times because i remember after it happened a second time i was like Feels really weird to not do this one more time, like rule of threes, baby. What's the third time? It ha I thought I thought the cat. I mean, you have to you have to hit the cat three times. No, you. But uh, the, but the cat only comes you up go twice. Go back to the no. You go back to the overgrown floor, the the floor with a lot of vegetation, mm -hmm. the one with the giant tree in the middle. You go back to the, um, Alice in Wonderland like magic floor again. With the cat? Well, it's good because the cat takes you on a journey through multiple floors. Yeah, but it only goes to one floor. So it, you meet it in one floor, and then it goes down to the previous floor. And then the other one is the, the pirate floor. It makes you do the pirate level again. I wish the cat wasn't there in the game. It, it it's, it's, su it's such a standout. And then there is another moment. I, I, it might be two. I'm pretty sure it's three, though. But there's another moment in the game, too, that I thought was going to be different. Because there is a moment late in the game before the second and third or basically before the last cat one if it's two or three. But before the last cat interaction, you have a floor after you deal with the... Um, I really think it's just twice. Oh, is it just twice? Well, it felt like forever. I might be confusing it with this next part. The, the first time the cat comes, he goes to two different floors. And the second time the cat comes, he goes to the two different floors. Gotcha. Okay. So I just got it because it's multiple floors. Um, but I think I might have got it confused with the part where after you um, battle the ghost that's in the, I think it's the basement that's been flooded. Mm -hmm. You go return to EGAD because like, hey, I got something for you. Uh, come check it out. And then, oh, shoot, the thing I was developing got stolen because Toad was going to bring it to you. Let's watch this POV weird videotape of Toad looking for Luigi, and he gets attacked by a ghost. And I thought that this moment was like, okay, you're going to have to go back to the basement and rescue Toad. He has something for him. I'm like, great, an upgrade. That's where you get the upgrade for the vacuum to get the super vac. Mm -hmm. And I was like, hell yeah, my first upgrade that happens two-thirds of the way through the game I can't wait to see what this does. You retread old ground in a way that feels exciting. And it feels the way the other times you were forced to retrace your steps should have felt. In that there is a goal that you're trying to do outside of like not only trying to proceed, but you are getting something as a result. And it's done in a fun way. Like that little POV cam of... It's, it's very Blair Witch inspired and in that Toad is wandering through the basement and he gets scared by the ghost and you see him running into the closet. Like, it's a cute video. Like, it's very well made. I wish we had more stuff like that. And you have the prize of a, a vac upgrade, a poltergeist upgrade. How fun is that? The, the boiler room level 
where you're doing the poltergeist blowing mm-hmm. uh, on the raft. Yeah, the little tube. Is the one point in the game where the difficulty spikes so hard. And that's not because the the core mechanics are difficult. It's because the actual navigation on the raft isn't tight. And if, oh man, it felt so bad. Like, I, I kept on like, Popping my raft and having to like respawn and go to the other thing and then popping my raft because um, it, it it doesn't re- it, it doesn't feel tight like it's the polar opposite of whatever Celeste is and I I think that like for eighty percent of Luigi's Mansion Luigi's movement is part of the charm I think the slow methodical way he walks around is is cute it's tiptoeing and it, and it's fun because it, it it does tell you a lot everything about Luigi's body language tells you everything you need to know about a given floor if he's whistling the louder he whistles or the, the faster the whistle that means that there's a ghost nearby if his whistle is very relaxed there's no ghost near you like that's very cool game design in a way that's like that's what Nintendo does. That's the, the kind of thing they do. And the problem I had is I, I don't think the rafting section is an issue. I think the issue is controlling the poltergust because the thing is so clumsy and sluggish. It doesn't feel like you're controlling it with an analog stick. It feels like you're controlling it with like a trackball to some extent because <laughs> it's so unwieldy. And I think that translates to being on that inner tube because it's kind of a pain in the ass to move around and blow in the right direction. And sometimes you blow a little too much and then you go and spike yourself. And it's just, it's frustrating in a way that it shouldn't be. It, it stands like there's 17 floors, right? Mm-hmm. I probably, you know, a, a month or so after playing it, remember... 20% of them. Yeah, there's vividly let's stick out in my head. And like the rafting section, the boiler room sticks out for being frustrating, which you never really want, right? Yeah. Like you don't want to remember something because of it being annoying. I remember I remember I'll always remember how annoying the kitty section was. Yeah. I'll always remember how annoying the raft section was. There's there's less high moments. Like I remember the the movie set floor for for being feeling like it was very innovative. Yeah, I remember the boss fight in like the Egyptian world, uh, and then the surrounding stuff for feeling innovative. But the rest of it just is like filler's the wrong word. Filler is too harsh. I, I do think filler's not inappropriate though. Like there's one that's like I think it's the floor before the last floor. It's like a disco one where it's literally just you walking up to a boss-like encounter that's the easiest thing in the world near the end of the game. And it's just like, oh, that's it. And I found myself excited that it was such a simple floor because it meant I was one step closer to the end of the game. Yeah, you touched on something earlier that I think is very core to my argument against Luigi's Mansion, that it doesn't respect your time. Maybe there's a world where if I was younger, I would be excited to play more of this game. But the way that I like to play games, which is pretty quickly and straight through and and in long sessions, Luigi's Mansion is hard to play in long sessions because it's like you're you're doing the same shit over and over again. And I get that a lot of games are like that. And I get that Luigi's Mansion just oozes personality. But it feels too samey and too checklisty and too much like you're just trying to get to the end. And, and I do wonder, like, part, and I, this is something that I had to, like, really reflect on and think, like, is it just that this game is designed for children and that we are veteran game players 
And I don't know that I buy that argument either because I think that if I was a kid playing this game, unlike the original Luigi's Mansion, I feel like the backtracking would have made me just as annoyed. Because I do remember getting annoyed like backtracking in other games when I was a child. But the thing that helped me stomach backtracking segments is the reward of new gameplay mechanics. Being able to upgrade... what It could be something as simple as I do more damage when I slam a ghost on the floor. I can suck in a ghost faster. I have I can do like a timing based thing that cuts a, a ghost health in half. Something, something that adds some sort of variety to the standard fighting ghost. I found myself like not wanting to <laughs> fight ghosts because it just takes too long. Flashlight, turn turn around, suck, suck, slam, slam, slam. There's there's so many items at Luigi's disposable that feel like they would lend themselves to, so well to like a three tier upgrade system, that every time you have that cat interaction, maybe that's when you unlock the second tier, and then the third cat interaction, you unlock the third tier, and then when you're forced to get Toad, that's the one that feels like an actual upgrade. But then the problem when you get the super sucker is. You only need it literally for one segment of the game. There's only one moment in the entire game that you need that upgrade to proceed. Otherwise, it's useless. And you can't even use it in a combat encounter. You have to use it to suck open the ship so that you can walk inside the pirate level. Other than that, there's zero time you have to use it. N not even as like a story set piece. The end boss fight of these giant blocks that are getting thrown at you lend themselves so well to having an encounter where you play a game of tug of war using a super sucker vacuum cleaner but the game doesn't do that like it just seems like did no one think about this like this upgrade like that's such a an offhanded easy criticism to say that feels unfair but it really feels like an underdeveloped idea in a way that i think I don't think the original Luigi's Mansion had upgrades like this, so I don't know. Uh, it it feels like we just almost had like we expect more, so like we're kind of let down because we know what Nintendo is capable of. We think that this game is already like this franchise is in a high enough regard that we want it to meet a certain standard, and like it does. It does the character ring really well. It does the atmosphere really well. Yeah. It does like the visuals really well. But it just lacks on, like, you know, this is whatever the opposite of Dark Souls is. There's just no depth. Yeah. It's it's all it's all very surface level, which is fine. Like, I think you can make a shorter, tighter game, and it won't feel like a slog. Like, I think at about hour six or seven is where you start to really feel the fatigue set in, where you kind of just want the game to end. And in the original Luigi's Mansion, that's when the game ended. But this, it really wears out its welcome, and, that, and, that, and that's part of the problem. But uh, one thing, I feel like we've been poo-pooing it. There are things I do like about this game. You're going to say Gooigi. I do like Gooigi. Gooigi. How to take us this long to talk about Gooigi? Gooigi, man. He's so good. I think he's very... What a silly, fun concept. Someone, I, I would love to be in the pitch meeting where Gooigi <laughs> got created. What is Gooigi made out of, Joey? Do you know? Green Jello. No. There's a lore. There's actual lore behind what he's made out of. Come. <laughs> Close. <laughs> he's made out of coffee beans and ectoplasm. And I think one other thing. But, like, I just love that. Like, 
that's the kind of charm, like that cute little factoid kind of encapsulates the charm of Luigi's Mansion 3. But the thing that I really love about Luigi's Mansion 3 is not just Luigi, but Luigi's interaction with Luigi proper in making you feel like you're playing a co-op game because you can play it as a co-op game if you share a Joy-Con with somebody. One player can control Luigi and one player can control Luigi. Um, but I think the challenge is very something similar to what you might get from Brothers. Uh, do you remember that game? It's a game where mm -hmm. one brother is mm -hmm. controlled on the left analog stick and the other brother is controlled. It's from Joseph Fares, the guy who gave us a way out. Uh, the fuck the Oscars guy, that guy. Um, and it felt very much like that. Brothers was before a way out, to be fair. but Yeah, yeah. But, you know, whatever. Timeline. That's what I said. I said it in that order. <laughs> Of brothers and then a way out this isn't important <laughs> but the thing that uh, that life raft level where you're on the little inner tube i think that area despite being frustrated because of the controls i think that level really shines in showcasing guiji guiji and his interactions with and his Luigi goo it, it's the idea that guiji is holding gates open while Luigi has to navigate something that's being held open. I love the idea that Luigi is holding the last action that you have him do before you transfer back to Luigi. I think that's smart puzzle design in a way that's easy for kids to kind of like, oh, I I know what I have to do here. What if I just, it's, it's like, I don't know. There's something magical about it in the way that Nintendo can only do, it feels like. It's just like, oh, this is nice. And I think this game would probably lend itself well to being just a fun co-op game if you wanted to play it like that. But I just wanted more of that. You you get that a little bit in the movie stage, my favorite uh, level yeah. in the game with the boss encounter. Because uh, the, 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 the boss encounter culminates on that stage of the film director... Uh, he, he he forces you to play out a kaiju attack on the city, which is very cute, and it's all framed like filmed, like you you're, the camera is an actual movie camera that you're forced to like navigate, which is fun. But uh, the kaiju at one point gets so strong, it's the moment, it's the the ocarina of time batting the energy ball back and forth between you and Ganon moment, where you have to blow an energy ball while the other ghost is trying to blow it at you. And there's a point where you can't do it on your own. How long did it take for you to figure that part out? Immediately. Yeah. Yeah. Immediately. I, I, but that was just one of those. I was like, am I supposed to have Guiji come out while I'm like slowly like trying to slow down its progression towards me before it does damage? I make Guiji come out and then I have him blow it together. Like I love stuff like that. Why aren't there ghost encounters like that? There's ghosts that are static where you need both Guiji and Luigi to attack it. But it feels more like a fancy door than an actual enemy. I wonder if it's like that it's cut for like difficulty or like what what the real core philosophy was. Because maybe it was trying to be, you know, a very accessible game yeah. for people who are younger, which they didn't want to put in that deeper stuff for whatever reason. Because it, it just it feels like it's missing <laughs> it all the time. Yeah. Yeah, and I, and I found myself, the, the magic of exploring the diorama-like levels really just loses itself when you realize there's really not that much. There's no reason to explore. The game gives you a billion nooks and crannies to explore, 
but no reason to. And that, that kind of sucks. Unless you're like a collect-a-thon person where you just need to get every gem just because. Like, I understand that. You might like that scratch to scratch that itch, but I normally like to do that. Not here. I, I, I didn't feel the need to. It doesn't feel good. It, it all feels so arbitrary. Like, oh, I'm going to shake everything in the stage for the whole Oh, look, money came out. It's like, oh, cool. More money. Sweet. Mm, it, you know, I, I don't... I don't dislike this game as much as other games that we've played. Yeah. I, I don't have like a negative, an inherently negative opinion of Luigi's Mansion. I think there's this is a case of having expectations that weren't met, and then having like a few core problems, namely game length, uh, really detract from the experience. It feels like Nintendo Wii era Nintendo, in how easy the game is. There is a period in Nintendo's life uh, at but basically, end of the GameCube, start of the Wii, and the entire life cycle of the Wii, and to some extent the Wii U. We would like to play. Everybody. Nintendo really focused on appealing to everyone in the world, which is fine. Like, that's, that's a smart decision because the Wii made them a ton of money. Like, hey, I'm not a businessman. <laughs> like, they, they, they got theirs. But it did come at the cost of me and other people who love their games. Like, oh... It's just a Nintendo game. It's super easy. And I think that that was something that I was worried about when the Nintendo Switch was unveiled with Breath of the Wild. I was like, I kind of lost interest in Nintendo during the Wii cycle because everything was so easy. And I was worried that the Switch would be the same thing. But Breath of the Wild showed that Nintendo was like, oh, we can still make tough games. Metroid Prime, we can still make tough games. Mario Odyssey, we can still make games that are for everyone, but for the people who really want a challenge, we will also cater to you. But Luigi's Mansion doesn't follow that suit. No. And, and that's the thing that's a bummer, because I felt like I just kept expecting that, because of everything that Nintendo has done this current generation has made me believe that they are trying to appeal to me, the hardcore gamer. <laughs> Which is fine, though. Not everything has to be about me, but it should. <laughs> That's the takeaway. Everything should be about Nick. Um, I don't know. I, I don't have too much else to really dig into. I mean, what was your, what was your favorite level? It, it, it was the movie set level. Yeah, I did love that. There's just a straight up ring reference where, like, one of the like an R-rated Japanese horror movie mm -hmm. is like the ghost in the well. Like, I thought that was a very cute touch. And I'm sure every other movie that is shown in there is a reference to something that uh, I just forgot at this point. But like. That's the stuff that makes the game so good. And then my least favorite thing is the Polter Kitty. Polter Kitty sucked. It's, yeah. I wasn't a fan of the magic area, too, because it's, like, so many small rooms, and it's, like, the walking animation to go from I didn't really room. get that, but at that point, I was just so fatigued. I'm just like, okay, <laughs> just here, 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 here. Get me okay, out of here. Out. Brute force a little bit. Okay, cool. Got it. Okay, whatever. The bosses, I had... Um, all of the bosses, I think, were were fun at the very least. Like they weren't all like yeah. great or intuitive or groundbreaking or like easy or difficult. But like, I think the boss design is where the game really shines. It's smart, smart design. I I, I think all the bosses were designed to be to be fun. I like the disco boss. I I love bosses where you have to look at a bunch of copies and then find the one that acts differently. I'm a big fan of that. Uh, I mean, I enjoy that kind of experience, and I think that. 
the puzzle elements work well in the boss fights. Except yeah. For the Egyptian one. The Egyptian one was kind of boring. How dare you? That one's kind of boring. Great level, though. Very cool design. I love the idea of, like, checking into a room and it's just filled from floor to ceiling with sand. Like, what? What am I supposed to do And the old trope of, like, oh, no, the room's filling up. What do you do with it? But then you realize you can just suck out all the sand infinity. And it looks... The game's gorgeous. Like, the game looks very pretty. Yeah. All the talent went into making it look cool and feel great and not necessarily the, the core design all over the place. Kids, then again, they could be really happy with the product and yeah. it could just not be for us. That's also kids, an option. Kids, there's a lot of people I listen to on podcasts who have kids. And from what I hear, based on their stories, they love playing it with their kid because their kids are enthralled by it. Like the kids might not even be playing, but they just are fascinated by Luigi's adventures, which is why I would Forget the Super Mario Brothers movie. Give me a Luigi's Mansion animated series. That'd be so fun. Dude, that's what you gotta do. Luigi's the one with the personality. Yeah, he, he, it'd be so cute. Imagine EGAD. Imagine, oh, we didn't talk about the, the, the attention to detail. We talk about attention to detail, but like the little radar that you use for your map is a virtual boy. It's fine. I mean, the the, the, the other games you just have like a Game Boy to do that with, and you know. I, I just love though that when you open up that menu, it is red and black. It's red. Like that's that's awesome. It's that's, cool for us. It's such a cool attention to detail, which is what Luigi's Mansion's good at. But some mixed feelings. I I don't regret. I don't regret playing. I don't regret playing it either. I just I wanted more from it. It makes me hungry for a game with this kind of whimsy, but with a meteor experience. Something that's like this magical, you know? Someone came into our apartment. This is a non secular since, you know, the realtor is trying to sell it and people are just coming in for like an open house or, or visits. Uh-huh. They uh, they asked if we were artists because of all the Mario 64 canvas paintings <laughs> we have. They thought that they were all just like custom paintings that we did. What did you say? I said, I mean, we make like, you know, videos and stuff. So I guess you can kind of call it an artist, but not like, you know, like a painting artist. You didn't, you, didn't, you didn't take credit for the work of another artist? No. I'm very proud of you. Yeah, I'm really glad that I got that non sequitur out of that I remembered. <laughs> we should be like, except for that one. I painted that one over there. <laughs> yeah, man. man. Yeah, I the Mario paintings are cool. Luigi's Mansion, I guess, cool. It's fine. It's fine. It's just fine. Um, I think the only thing that could scratch the itch that this game didn't scratch that I would be worried would be handled in the same way is a new Paper Mario game. Because Don't even get me started. Nope, we're, we're not having this conversation. We're not talking about it. <laughs> I don't want to think about it. I can't handle that type of trauma anymore. I, I need to just continue living my life. I'm not going to worry about that. Don't even, don't even, nope, 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 nope. We might not be talking about Paper Mario, but Joey, what is the next garbage game? I was going to ask you what the next garbage game is. Do you mean to tell me that I got to rattle one off? What if I want to pick something like really obscure? Go for it. Well, okay, I guess I won't pick something really obscure. I guess I'll just, um, I mean, we might have spoiled it earlier when we were casually talking about the fact that we were playing Snake Pass, because Snake Pass is going to be the next game. I really, man, if I wanted to hard throw a curveball, I would have picked something different. But, um, Snake Pass. Snake Pass. Snake it Pass. Is. It is available on the Nintendo Switch uh, for, like, what, 20 bucks? 
if that. Maybe 15. 15 or cheaper. Probably cheaper. It's 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 on PC, it's on Xbox Game Pass. Yeah, if you have Game Pass, it's free on there. Snake Pass, you might be like, wow, you guys have been playing a lot of games that are like, you know, big titles that we know about and won awards, like, and now that you're back to like doing some, some indie stuff. And the answer is yes, because that is kind of part of the podcast is like expanding our horizons. It's a game I've been meaning to play. And I think Snake Pass is interesting because Snake Pass is a platformer that you can argue reinvents platforming mechanics. How do they do it? We'll have to wait and see. Until then, you should go play Snake Pass because it is not long and it is kind of innovative and we'll talk about if the innovation is good or bad next time. Hopefully you do your homework. Um, I gotta go. I gotta go study. I gotta go edit this podcast. Oh shit, that's right. It's going up tomorrow. Goodbye, everybody. Thanks, everybody. Appreciate the support. Oh, and also, if you're listening to this as a freeloader, consider backing us over on patreon.com slash cybergarbage. Not only will you... Not have to wait for this podcast to release three weeks in advance because you get it early on Patreon. But you also get access to our Joey Hates Movies, which is the movie equivalent of this podcast you're listening to right now, which is a lot of fun. And we have our friend Coral, who I love hearing talk about movies. So you should consider backing us. And also watch our uh, weekly show called The Weekly Scoop. Happens Usually Wednesday or Thursday at about 6.30, 7 o'clock. 7 o'clock. 7 o'clock. And we talk about video games, life, and just shooting the shit with friends. It's a good time. But until next time, goodbye.